Hello, friends. Welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And we are here every week talking to you about entrepreneurship, business, balance, life, and so many other things. Um, you can always follow along with us on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast, Twitter, Heart Hustle Pod, uh, Facebook, Heart and Hustle Podcast. And you can always email us as well, um, heartandhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but Instagram is probably the best place to slide into our DMs and chat with us about whatever's going no, on in your life. Don't chat with John this week, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my eyes are uh, angry, I guess. I don't know. My right eye has been twitching, um, which is why our episode is late this week, because I have basically had to have John type everything for me and do it. Like, I'm, I'm not looking at screens for a few days till we can figure out what's going on. So I have an eye appointment next week. But in the meantime, the list of things, it was like too much screen time, stress. Just all the not, things that are happening right now in the society. Yeah, like literally everything on the list. I was like, oh yeah, like all like all of those things. So John literally yesterday or Wednesday, yeah, yesterday was like, okay, no screens for you all day. He was like, he had to take our car in and he also had to show a property and he was like, I'm going to call you like when I get, because we typically text each other like, hey, here, right, right, right. so he's like, I'm just going to call you everywhere I go so that like you don't have to text me back and look at the screen. And he's like, besides that, like, do not, you know, be on screens, whatever. So I put like a book on, you know, to listen to. And I did a puzzle and then I colored. It was wild. I felt like I was like a kindergartner yesterday. I was, I was just, saying, it's like summer back in like. Yeah, like I was just doing like little kid, like activities I would do as a kid. Although they're much harder now. The puzzle that I was doing, I'm like, who created this puzzle? This puzzle is hard. Eh? Uh, we did the puzzle you got. I, uh, I'm saying we get the name. We had the puzzle that we got her, that you got her for Christmas <laughs> the other week. And it was so fun. And I was like, oh, yes, puzzles are fun. Of course you they would are. do puzzle people. Um, are. So. I love I love a good puzzle and it's just like you know it, it definitely I feel a lot calmer after yesterday um so hopefully my eye catches up and realizes like hey calm down we don't need to be stressed that's um, one thing that the optometrist said that we had as a benefit for our kid because she um we both wear glasses and she was saying oh she her she's gonna obviously at some point wear glasses but not right now it seems like she has a really good, a healthy relationship with screen time. And I was like, oh, don't you know it? <laughs> don't right. do it outside and it, of screen time. It's interesting because I feel like, you know, growing up, I did because, you know, it wasn't the same as it is now. But then we became children of the internet. And, you know, it's a very unhealthy relationship with screen time. My relationship now with screen time. I mean, yesterday really made me see, like, wow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's the majority of your day. Yes. Is staring. You, there's, like, the meme where it's, like, you go from the little bitty screen to the medium-sized screen to look yep. at the things that your favorite things with big screen to go home and get in bed yeah. and look at the little screen again. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of... Yes. And so, your feet. You know, John is actually talking about he wants to, like, get the things so that I can work on... Because I used to actually do this. I used to work on my computer on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also had like it went, especially when I was doing wedding photography full time, I had it, I had a huge um, desktop computer and then it also used like the TV screen as well sometimes. Um, and I, he's like, yeah, you need to go back to that because like now I'm working on a laptop and it's a smaller screen and the smaller the screen is sometimes the worse it can be on your eyes. 
um, over time. And especially again, I, I just do like, you're writing all the time, you're all the time. And so it is really making me like, I will say this is making me reevaluate like how I work. And I, I do think that like, sometimes I'm on line when I don't need to be as well. Um, because it's like, it made me say, okay, what are the things I have to get done? And I've been having him help me do those things. And I've been like saying out loud what needs to be done. It's been very funny too, because you know, when you are on the computer all the time or on your phone all the time, there's certain things you know how to do quick and like trying to explain to another person, have them do them. You're like, no, it's just, it's this. It's like, no, you should see a screen. It looks like that. And it's, and I'm, the fact that I know all the screens like that he's seeing is I'm like, oh wow, I'm on the computer a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, it's definitely making me think about how can I streamline things? How can I make things a little bit easier so that I'm not on the computer as much? Cause that is definitely something like I've been over time choosing, uh, choosing like work where I'm not always glued to my computer, but it's hard too, because it's like, you know, you want to do a lot of remote work and you know, I don't know, we need to make computers differently that they don't hurt our eyes. How about that? Stop working. Let's stop contributing. Fix it so that it we need to go back to farming again. We going back to the farm. We're all going to the farm. It's fine. Um, If I I keep like I had remember, but I didn't text you in my, um, my beehive text this morning. So I have a friend who's a couple hours ahead of me, but I knew she was like asleep and I was like, which box did you get? <laughs> the link. And she was like, "Oh, what?" And if I, I keep forget, I like I should have sent you the link so that John could read it to you, so that you could be aware that Beyonce's out here playing with people. Um, but that's one of the things that I and people who listen to podcasts get really mad when when black people talk about Beyonce. <laughs> By the way, this is a very known thing in like the podcast world that people do not like when people bring up Beyonce. But I can bring up Beyonce in terms of business because in my business group, they asked what the marketing plan was for this new album release because she's doing it uh, differently than she's done her previous ones, which Beyonce started the surprise release in 2013 mm-hmm. with self-titled. That is her thing. Everybody else is jacking her stuff. Like that was something that had never happened until she never. did it. Was fun. it was, that was one of the most crazy days on the internet. It was so fun because everybody was losing their minds. Like it had not ever happened before. It never happened. So for people to be like, oh, what's the marketing plan? What is she doing or whatever? And so someone who very articulately said that she gets 25 years built of brand loyalty. So people will just, they're, they're buying sight unseen. Yeah. They have no idea what this sounds like. It could sound like the worst thing she's ever made. It could be tedious in terms of there visuals. Literally nothing that Beyonce Nothing, no information. If there's I just renders. I will buy it's 40, it. It's, it's forty dollars. You can afford it. Uh, <laughs> that's always yeah. That's but that's like my right. philosophy. That's what everyone's philosophy. philosophy in it because yep. and again, it's at a price point where most people can't afford. Not everyone, but most people right now are paying four dollars to fill up their gas. Like people kind of have this. This is different than like our concert tickets. This is a little bit different than the um the vinyls that she's had before that are a little bit more pricey or, or hundred like bucks Ivy or something Park. like that. Or Ivy Park releases, which are kind of Listen, on. I sit out Ivy Park and I sit out concert tickets sometimes because I look at those prices and I'm like, that's a lot. I but, mean, but I mean, but in real, like, in, and again, it's we're worth it. I'm just saying, my bank account doesn't like it. You know, <laughs> it's like my. Bank I am account. a Capricorn, so I'm going to make 
financial decisions that, that are reasonable decisions. Yeah. Um, so that, um, I mean, that's just interesting thing about is that once she's releasing something that has a very yeah, period. An outdated piece of technology that nobody had, like CD players aren't a thing anymore. So I would say, like, honestly, though, it's like with that being said, I also feel like she could release anything that's a hundred dollars and under, and I would buy it. She, I mean, but she is right now, and people bought it, yeah. so it's, it, it, yeah. that proves the consistency there's been a lot of conversations because she wasn't on social for I think a couple but she wasn't on social for years but it's so funny that she got on Instagram and she stopped posting for like a month and people were like where is she where's Beyonce I've been seeing her she sent out her kid and her husband the other day like we don't want them we want her it was very funny it is funny that everyone posted that photo because it was like people were just so excited to see like they were like hey at least it's a small Beyonce she looks like Beyonce that's what everybody (laughs) in the internet has been talking about that's very yeah. funny but just uh something to think about as we've talked about longevity we have several episodes that we talked about and there's something that people who've been in a game and in an industry can kind of quote unquote get away with versus some of the newer people cannot like it sucks and i've seen the rules of rules and there's also a lot of stuff happening social media wise in terms of the economy with instagram changing their platform to the 16 9 ratio it, the internet is not like so as you're building your business, and one of the things we're going to talk about today, we'll tie into it, but just think about the consistent changes, and especially we're about to have some big, like, disruptors. I think the Instagram thing is going to be a big disruptor for people who utilize Instagram a lot, honestly, because I, I can't, the visual to me that I saw today, that because they already started rolling it out of the way it looks, the feed. The new feed? Yeah, it's hideous. I don't oh. like it. Um, What's it I, like? I also don't have TikTok. Oh, okay. It's 69, so it's basically full screen. Okay. Like everything, the whole feed. Weird. Yes. So it's it's very, the scroll is like, it's like TikTok, it's very similar. It's just the mimic that. Um, will it I say? why Instagram won't just be Instagram because it's been doing very good at being Instagram. And like, yes, TikTok is awesome. I love TikTok, but also like TikTok is TikTok. So like right. you can't be TikTok if you're already something else. It's very strange to me, honestly. It's but you know what the thing about some social networks and Twitter does this all the time was that they roll out stuff and then they kill it. <laughs> they're like, this was great. And then they're like they yeah. get so much bad feedback or whatever it is, backlash, and then they're like, Oh, just kidding. We never did that. It was a silly idea. It never happened. Yeah. So I kind of feel like maybe this is one of those things that may not be received as well, or maybe it will be. And then like that's the new way Instagram is viewed forever. I don't know. Um, I just like I just don't like I'm like if somebody wants that then just go use tip like I just don't get why you would just use the carousel is basically dead that's what it means is like the carousel as it is is going to have to change because it doesn't like they still you still can have a carousel post but the way obviously most people format it for the square the one one ratio um so it doesn't make sense when you scroll it again bring this up it's to like and tying this into kind of what we're going to be talking about today is that things happen and change and disrupt and if you don't have things set up i wonder that's gonna look super weird it doesn't look good um i'm actually happy like i mean not happy i don't i'm just saying i don't care because all my stuff as as of recent i haven't posted anything that's a square for a super long time but it's gonna suck for a lot of people that you know, doing reels. for the people who aren't doing reels that. it's not great like it's bad juju if it's for people who don't have videos or, or even their photos a lot of people that did switch to 16.9 for photos so yeah. those people are again are thriving but for the people who stuck to the kind of stick their guns the old way 
it won't be yeah my feed will look fine because everything in my feed is that proportion if it's a photo um or it's like i do have quite a not quite a few but i mean i have a a, a, i have reels i have a, a decent amount of reels i guess you could say um so yeah mine will be fine but i i follow people that share a lot of information through carousels and great content and i'm like those are gonna look bananas which is annoying because they put out great content it is interesting so a couple i mean i think once we have some a little bit more time in the future when we have a little bit more planning time we can do an episode about disruption. i do want to do a tiktok episode yeah well i want to do like a strategy for both i do think that like possibly having a few people who are like tiktok you know uh leaders come in for that episode could be really cool and then we can talk about Instagram strategy again, which is like completely different than that. But yeah, both are very interesting. I just feel like Instagram has like Instagram is actually when it is itself, it is my favorite platform. But Instagram has such a problem of like it's an identity so, problem. Yes, it's so concerned about what everyone else is doing and not it never tries to make up anything new on its own or do anything cool or new on its own. And I feel like, you know, certain things have worked. Like I, you know, I used to be a big Snapchat person. If you've been listening for a long time, you know, I used to be on Snapchat every day. And then, you know, stories, you know, came to Instagram. And that is something that they adapted that did kind of fit. And I like the reason I liked it is because I was like, I do like to have a feed that is like very pretty, which now I don't care as much about it. But I used to be like, oh my, like I used to have a color coded feed, you know, it was like a whole thing. And so with stories, I could be a little bit more in the moment, a little bit less like curated. And I did enjoy that. But it's like, I don't think that they need to do everything that every other platform does and be a shopping center at the same time. Like it's too much. Um, so yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I'm very, I'm interested to see where they both go this year, but I know a lot of people have been dissatisfied with Instagram like this year. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine their users, like the time, not their users, but like the time that people are spending on Instagram, I imagine has is down. Because mm-hmm. oh, I don't sure. anybody. Like I used to meet, I mean, I met you technically through Instagram. I mean, like found you through Instagram and then followed your blog. Um, Melissa, like tons of other people. I used to meet people all the time through Instagram, discover new people, new creators through Instagram. Now, like the way that it's set up, you just you're not going to find necessarily people that are a good fit for you to follow. Whereas like the TikTok alg- algorithm is set up so well with that. Like you're going to find people that are good and be able to engage and all that. So it's very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm glad I don't work on Instagram. I'll say that. <laughs> Bless. Bless yeah. assurance. Um, today though, because of, in, in lieu of what Christmas learned and just in general through our relationships we've been in, long term and just uh through friendships and having people in conversations and things that people who are in relationships with other people typically do is talk about the relationship which is very interesting especially as entrepreneurs um you get to talk about the benefits of having a partner or partnership um and and this doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship i know a lot of people are in platonic uh long-term platonic relationships that have partners who just have elevated their lives in ways that are fantastic and it's finding those people who can help you while you're an entrepreneur is so helpful so we're going to be talking a little bit about that and some things that you could 
look out for in a partner who will be able to assist and aid you. And we don't mean it as in like a business partner. This person's not required to do business with you, but just, no. again, the person you choose to spend your time with and your life with. Um, yeah, so. because I will say that like, you know, something that really surprised me a few years ago, I think I started seeing, well, like probably more than a few years ago, started seeing on like, you know, uh, Facebook groups for entrepreneurs and things like that, where people would talk about like how, their spouses were not really supportive of them in their business. Um, they were not helpful in their entrepreneurship journey. And they were uh, honestly being really bad and mean and saying terrible things that I couldn't believe that people would say to each other. It was just not good. And I realized that there's actually a lot of people that go into entrepreneurship that have, you know, a spouse, a partner, whatever, who is, not on board, not supportive, you know, that sort of thing. And I really think that like, that can be something that can honestly make or break your business, honestly make or break like your, your journey as an entrepreneur. And I, I do think that it's something that it's like, obviously, you know, we all have responsibilities in life and we all have things that ways that we have to show up. Right. So if you got into a relationship and, you know, you and your partner got married and then you had three kids and you make, you know, 120,000 a year and they make 120,000 a year. And then you say, you know what? I love that we have this mortgage and these three cars, but I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start a small shop selling this and I'm going to make, you know, 15,000 a year. Mm -hmm. That is something that I can understand a spouse or a partner saying, Hey, you know, this isn't really working out. We have this amount of bills and we were both making this and I support you and maybe like trying to do something on the side until, you know, you can make it work full time. But like we have kids and we have a mortgage and we have car payments and whatever. So I'm not saying that like your spouse should just say like, oh, you're the best and whatever you want to do. I support it all the time, whatever. No, of course, like we all have responsibilities or whatever. However, if you have a good, you know, business plan and a reasonable, situation that you're trying to make happen for you in your life like you should have somebody that is in support of that so don't come here later and be like oh like you know we listened to charisma and angelica and they said that you should no like have a business plan have a marketing plan go listen to all the other episodes where we talk about the reality of that we talk about the reality of how hard entrepreneurship is when we talk about making money and how it's a business you need to make money so like do all those things but if the person is still like unsupportive of you that's kind of what we're talking about today like what to look for um and and those red flags and, and green flags and that sort of stuff so the first point would be your schedule so if you're an entrepreneur you know you typically are not going to have a nine to five schedule your schedule is going to be different a lot of times people um in service-based businesses if they maybe do events or something they might work during the weekend maybe they have a product-based business and they are uh, opening up a shop where they have to, you know, be in that shop on person on the weekends. Um, but then maybe they have, you know, more time during the week. So it's, you know, kind of can be an untraditional schedule. So how you spend your time is going to be not 100% normal all the time. And you need to make sure that that's something that the person that you're with understands and is okay with working with that flexible schedule for your life. Now, for a long time, you know, I was married to somebody who has, a very, very traditional schedule. I said that like we're not married. We're still married. <laughs> the schedule is no longer traditional. <laughs> it's no longer traditional. We are still very much married. But, you know, for... <laughs> John listens to this and he's like, oh, I just learned that I'm no longer married. 
goodness, for what, 16 years that we've been together about, we he's had a schedule of a teacher. So, you know, he's had to get up really early, head off to work. While he was in work, we really couldn't interact, you know, like he's teaching. Like I can't text him and be like, hey, what's up? Um, so he would be pretty plugged in, like pretty focused all day at work. And then he would come home around the same time, you know, every day, uh, depending on if it was elementary, middle or high. But that would typically be sometime between three o'clock or five, five o'clock, depending on which grade level. Um, so, yeah, and it was Monday through Friday. You know, he had bank holidays off. It was very, very standard. Um, whereas for me, it's like I didn't necessarily need to start working at 730 in the morning. You know, I sometimes need to work later than four. Um, sometimes I need to work on a Saturday. So that was something that, you know, when I decided to be an entrepreneur, it's like we had those conversations. What is our schedule going to look like? How is that going to work for us? And how are we going to make that work? And we found a lot of ways to make it work. I mean, John, typically when he would get home, he would be exhausted because, again, he worked with children and, you know, taught kids out of school very exhausting job. And so he would come home and need to kind of decompress. So he would typically make dinner and I would typically need to work late because I had a lot of editing to do a lot of clients I was working with. So it gave me that extra time to be able to get that done. I also found that I would typically take meetings and stuff like earlier on during the day, like 10, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, typical meeting times for me. Um, so, you know, a lot of times in the evenings is when I needed to get the work done that I couldn't do because I was at a meeting earlier. Um, so yeah, so that worked for us, but you have to make sure you're having conversations about what that schedule is going to look like. Cause there are some people that become entrepreneurs and they say, you know, I'm making the sacrifice where yes, I'm working more, but I want to be able to have, you know, like two, three weeks off to be able to travel at, you know, every January or every June or whatever it is they want. And if you have a traditional job, then you might not be able to do that. So on both sides, the, those expectations need to be clear of what your schedule is going to look like year round, not just Monday through Friday, but like, what is it going to look like during holidays? You know, that sort of stuff. Um, also with like, when it comes to family things, if one of you is like, well, it's really important to me to take two weeks off during Christmas, or like, I like to have all religious holidays off and the other one is not going to like, those are discussions you guys need to make sure you're having before you're jumping into entrepreneurship. Uh, yes, exactly. I think um, it's difficult if, and we'll talk about a little bit more about flexibility uh, later, but it's, or I mean, we can talk about the whole time, but it's difficult when a certain person has the expectations uh, that are not flexible. This is such a big, being flexible is a big piece to all of it. Mm -hmm. But I've found for people who kind of have the set idea of like, we do this with the family at this time and we do this at this time. Like we have a very structured situation is that there is ways to do entrepreneur around entrepreneurship around that. It's just, it's limiting a little bit. And so you can't, there's so, like, you can go far, but they will say it's very hard in certain industries and certain things uh when you can't go to events or you can't do this because you're kind of like you're just like hey i'm limited i'm in the house from this to this and we don't go out after this point like this is family you know that type of thing our schedule and this is one of the thing reasons why we were like okay zero kids or, or just one if that's the choice for us is because we just our business is not that way it's very 
you know, it's very unpredictable. We could be busy like we are right now and traveling and whatever. And so having a partner whose schedule allows for that, who has a completely different set of schedules and like has different clients, has different needs and expectations, has to be in a different place. We can figure out how to make that work and not cause frustration. It also takes a lot of work to get your schedules aligned, et cetera, when you're an entrepreneur, especially in our situation where two entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing kind of for the same business, but separately. <laughs> uh, it requires some some wiggling and finagling and a little bit of moving things around and figuring out the best spots, um, especially as a, a, having a child who gets older whose needs are, to me, more important than my personal needs. Like, I honestly, like, I can go out whenever. Like, I'll be, <laughs> that's fine. I've lived. It's more important that you enjoy your life and have this development of time. So it's just knowing that, I think it's conversations that you really have to have early on in depth and kind of see how that affects you and say, hey, would you mind if we don't do Thanksgiving this year? Because we might not be able to afford to go home. That's also another thing that happens to a lot of my friends is that a lot of times they can't go home because mm-hmm. they can't afford it. Like it's too expensive to fly home. And so they're kind of like, we have to skip going out or we have to pick between the holidays. Whereas we used to be able to fly for the, when we, you had a job with predictable income, we could go mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. But now it's like, we've got to pick one of the three and then do it that way. So you, yeah, you have to really find those boundaries, uh, find that wiggle room, find that flexibility and be open to the idea of uh, being fluid. I think that's going to be my go-to word throughout this conversation. Yeah. I definitely feel like also like with some holidays, it's like, you know, before John would only have like, you know, Oh, I only have this like week for, you know, Thanksgiving or I have like two weeks or, you know, he'd have specific holidays. So even if it was a holiday that I wasn't super into, it was like, well, we may as well take our break during this time because, you know, it's, it's the time that you have, but now it's kind of like, well, why would I spend the extra money to come up specifically for Thanksgiving? If I could, you know, fly to New York, maybe the month before or have like, you know, my brother visit here, like the month before and like not necessarily need to celebrate on that day. So a lot of entrepreneurs will do that as well because you have the flexibility to decide like, oh, yeah, like I can just do this this time and I, I'm not whenever, whenever we want, which is yeah, nice. exactly. So I love that. So the second point would be like your work life balance, which, you know, a perfect example of that is like today when John and I were, you know, driving home from, you know, our showing our listing and, you know, our listing is in Lakeland. We're in like the celebration area right outside of Orlando. So it's like about a 45 minute drive. And, you know, on the way home, it's like we are listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack because, of course, we are. And we have a rental because, like I said, our car's in the shop. And, like, I, you know, put the sunroof down on the rental, like, stick my hands out the top and, like, sing the soundtrack at the top of my lungs and, like, just acting silly and ridiculous. And, you know, just having, like, a happy moment, even though we're technically driving back and this is, like, a work-related thing. But I think that when you like you have that flexibility, you have a little bit more work life balance to me where you're able to find those like pockets of fun if you're both entrepreneurs. Um, But then, of course, like this could vary if one of you is one and one of you isn't. And it could maybe seem like to your partner, your spouse or whoever who has a regular job, you know, they get to leave their job at home or I'm sorry, they get to leave their job at work. So when they are done at five and they come home, maybe they're not doing anything else with work. Whereas for you, maybe, okay, something pops up and it is actually going to make more sense for you to just knock it out tonight or whatever. 
And you have to have a partner who's going to be able to understand like those parts of your work-life balance. I feel like another thing is like for you, you work a lot and (laughs) work so much. And like the nice thing though, is that like, obviously David understands. And then he is also like aware and appreciative. You know what I mean? Like he will literally be like, yeah, like she works so much. She works so hard. You know what I mean? Like if you're not in the room, that's the stuff that he's saying about you. And so I feel like it's, it's important to have a partner that understands that. And then if you are, if you are maybe working too much, then maybe they're encouraging you um, in, in again, like not a way that's like abandon your business, but a way that's like, Hey, you know, John will be like, all right, you've, you've done a lot today. Maybe let's do something that isn't work. Or like, again, in the case of my eye strain, he's like, listen, you can take a few days off while we figure this out. You need to rest. So yeah, work-life balance is very different between like if you're an entrepreneur versus if you are not, I think. Yeah. And I mean, it re- again, it depends on the person you're with and what you got going on your situation and financially what that balance looks like for you, because it looks a lot different in your different seasons of life. We're always ebb and flow, especially as entrepreneurs. So sometimes you don't have the opportunity for balance because too much value like you're like it's work 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 and it's like you know because i gotta pay bills or life is this way or things have gone up or i had an unexpected medical cost or whatever it is there are things in life that always happens or then there's things where it's like oh we're doing pretty good we actually can have a little bit more life and we can take some trips and we can take some time off we can take some downtime um i was watching or not even watching i think Brene brown right now is like on a three-month break for the first time in like million zillion years over you know, that's nice. That's cool to see. Like, that's the, the thought and the idea. And I was well, I'm listening to the Minimalist podcast and they were talking about finances and they had someone on who was talking about when he and his wife were booking their honeymoon for the first time. And he was like, oh, I'm so excited. We were like, oh, we got a week off and we're going to be doing this. And they were talking to some older friends as people do when they're excited about their honeymoon and people were saying, oh, yeah, we took a month off. We took three months off. And this one couple said they took a year off. And it's like, whew. <laughs> I was like, who are those people? I need to meet them. I too want a year off. I want a honeymoon right now. Um, so that type of thing. You, you got to figure oh, yeah. out. Oh, we were in a meeting um, yesterday at the office because um, we're bringing in some new agents. And during the meeting, uh, the person who was giving it, she's like the team lead for our Keller Williams office. She's First of all, she's been in real estate since I was not born. Um, I was like, since I was, nope, nope, I didn't exist. Um, since like 1984. <laughs> And she said that when her daughter was like finished with college after she paid for her college, um, that she had saved up like, I don't know, from this, like she basically made another account, saved up a bunch of money. And then they took like a month and a half off and went to Italy. I'm like, that's, and I, I turned to John and I said, that's what I want. <laughs> like, that, like right now. <laughs> I'm like, that is, that to me is like goals. Like that that is the work-life balance that I want, that I can be in another country for like a month and- Not working in that country, just frolicking. And again, it's like, if somebody does have a traditional job, it doesn't mean they can never do that, but it's just like, there's coordination that uh, is involved with that. And if, if you're going into entrepreneurship and your goals are kind of like, yeah, I really want to be able to just like, get up and move anywhere. I want to get up and, you know, be able to spend a month somewhere, whatever. It's like, that's a conversation you need to have with your partner because if they are not an entrepreneur and that's not kind of what they're considering, those conversations need to be had. 
Um, I think financials are another big part of it. Anything financial is always going to be a big part of work because again, we well, should finances are the biggest and number one cause of divorce um, exactly. in general. So exactly. it, that's a giant. I feel like honestly, if we could roll that up to like after you yeah. talk about that, you you talk yeah. about the money because it's important. I, I think that like you know it is a valid choice to say, okay, I had this job, I got paid X amount, it was a great salary, I hated the job. Now I started my own business, I'm getting paid less, but I love what I do. I enjoy my days. I'm not thinking just about vacation because I actually like my job. You know, I'm having a good time, yada, yada, yada. And I'm still making a livable wage because there's obviously there's, you know, there's making less and then there's making an unlivable wage, you know, but I'm talking about if you're making something that, you know, it still pays your bills, you're still good to go, but maybe you're just not having uh, enough or not enough. Maybe you're not having as much spending money as you had before, but you're still doing fine. And I think that that's a very valid choice to make because, you know, you are living life day to day. You're not just living for the vacation that you get when you are too exhausted to take a vacation because you work 80 hours a week and you hate your job. You know, I know a lot of people have quit jobs that they've just been like, this is horrific. And, you know, maybe they were making, you know, nice, like a nice six figure salary. And then they're making a little bit less now, but they're truly happy and their bills are paid. They're not struggling, you know, like they're fine. So I think that that's fine. I just think that you and your spouse need to be on the same page with that. And obviously there's times when people are not. To me, I'm like, as long as your bills are paid and you're still like, if you have kids, you're showing up for your kids the way you're supposed to. If you have pets, you're, you know, basically you're able to take care of your responsibilities. Then if you want to me, if you want to make less money than what you made because you're doing something you love, you're doing a job that you consider better. I think that that's, that makes sense to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, and sometimes you have to, like your mental health may not be in a space where you're able to go into that place anymore. Your physical health can be in the space where you're not able to work in the space you are. A lot of uh, engineers, software engineers, after a certain couple, you know, amount of years, you're usually done because your back is messed up. Your your eyesight is trash. They are twitching all the time, Um, you know? you can't you, your wrists are burnt like there's very uh, you know working in tech is hard in your body being designer is really hard on your body like, yeah the design friends i have now that we're getting in age we're like we are beat up like we are straight up like you know uh, would not be surprised if most of us have arthritis already or early onset arthritis just the way we beat ourselves up to kind of do the job to kind of get the work done um so you see that a lot it is difficult to maintain those types of jobs. And when you do it in a corporate environment, a lot of times, especially when we were going into the office, uh-huh. sitting down at these terrible desks, using these terrible systems, looking at these terrible monitors and these fluorescent lights, not taking breaks. We spent decades doing that. And yeah. you can only do that for so long. Being a teacher, you are not eating the way you need to eat. No. You're not sleeping the way you need to sleep. You're not drinking the amount of liquids you need to drink you're not using the bathroom the way you need to use it so you are setting your regimen your body up kind of like in a a way that's not sustainable and yet people do it for decades and decades and decades and we expect them to hold up physically this condition that we're putting our bodies through and then for them to like go home and be happy you know it's just a lot we're asking a lot in a lot of different professions same in the medical field nurses and doctors (laughs) do so much and don't their bodies like a lot of times can't handle that. Like a lot of people's bodies just can't do it. And so 
you have to find something else. And a lot of times entrepreneurship is an easier option just because it's not as wear and tear on your body. Like you can kind of take a break. <laughs> you can yeah. go walk in the middle of the day. You can eat a longer lunch. You can yeah. eat a lunch when you feel like it, not at 11 to 1130. And <laughs> you don't have these very set um, blocks of time. So in terms of finances, I think it's, it's true. I mean, this is a conversation that you have to have early on in any situation that you're in. This is so difficult because a lot of people don't like to be, what they say is negative, or I don't like to bring up negative things and not to what it, but I am a big what if human being. I'm a big, like, let's just be prepared rather than to have something happen and be caught off guard and not know what the action plan is because that causes a lot of stress and frustration and anxiety and that causes a lot of turmoil in a lot of relationships because there's a lot of, we didn't think about that. Yep. So a cool thing to do that is to think about it before it happens. And so uh, finances are a thing to think about. Like what happens if this industry collapses we're in? Or what happens if we're no longer able to work in that job anymore? Or what happens if this is not our option for making money and making income? What is the backup? What does that look like for us? Or You know, it doesn't have to be a 15-step plan. It just needs to have like a broad conversation right. so that when you do have to switch, and a lot of times that is what happens. It's like, okay, we may not be able to keep our season tickets anymore. We right. may not be able to do, you know, we might have to get a different car. You might have to move. You might have to move somewhere that's a little bit smaller and sell our home. Are you willing to do that? Is that something that you're interested in doing? Is it, you know, where can we find balance? Where can we meet in the middle where it works for us and find those, um, those differences and like find out what works. And if you're at in a situation where a person is like, absolutely not, that would never work for me. It's, it might not be the person for you. Entrepreneurship might not work for your situation yeah. at this time because some people can't like i get it like if you have a, a child who has certain needs and needs a certain type of insurance it's better to have two working parents so that you have a backup insurance in case the other you know what i mean like especially right now as we go through layoffs so i, I totally get it life's not fair that way but i, I think having, well, having that salary as well sometimes if, right you know, if right that has certain needs and stuff yeah so just having these conversations, I think, about finances is, is very key and important. And there's ways to do that. And honestly, if you are not good at having those conversations, I highly recommend hiring someone, a third party that's neutral to come in and have those conversations yeah. together and what the new budget would look like or maybe what could be done in terms of trying to save differently or what that different lifestyle looks like. Because that could surprise you. Because sometimes people also are not good at Mm-hmm. like presenting information they're kind of like oh i'm gonna quit my job it's gonna be great but you know right. i need fifteen thousand dollars a day and it's like wait wait where's fifteen thousand dollars coming from who's college you know what i mean like it starts yeah. red flag so mm-hmm. for sure um probably maybe look into having an accountant sit down with both of you and see what your options are if you are kind of knee deep into a lot of different financial situations and how you can make it work so that no one is losing anything important to each other Yeah. And I think that it's like anytime that you're going to make to me, like, you know, obviously working a job, going from like a corporate job or regular job or whatever to entrepreneurship is a big life change. And anytime that you're having a big life change, you should be sitting down and talking about the finances, period. Whether it's, oh, we're going to have a kid or, oh, we're going to buy a car or we're going to move or, oh, we're going to even go on a big trip. Like there should be a discussion about the financials of that situation, because if you talk about it ahead of time, you're going to have less stress when the thing is happening. Um, I don't really know why it's interesting to me, like how people 
divorce over finances, like, like over anything else, because I, I really wonder what those arguments look like to me. Cause I'm just like, just, well, I mean, I, I understand the stress of not having money. Yes, I think that's a big sure. thing is that but when you don't have. But like, well, I mean, I guess it could be somebody's fault. But like to me, I'm like, if you don't have. It's, money, it's usually never anybody's fault. Or if it's yeah. very rare that it is one person's well, fault. It's just the stress. get it because I feel like then you would be on the same team. No, and- you just get. I think people get frustrated because of different reasons. And I've seen this and I've watched friends ebb and flow but you've ebb and flow. like I, I understand but from other people's point of view where i've talked to other people where they've had really bad d- money talks like in, impact their marriage or in their marriages it's typically just the frustration of not having something to make life easier becomes now the pit of all arguments and so anyway any money is spent is never looked at as good. Like, it's like, you got your nails done when we could have said, you know what I mean? Like, it just becomes yeah. a thing. Like, it's, the, it's now the center. To me, because I'm just like... Of all arguments. It doesn't yeah, matter. I, like I have been broke many a times. Um, but it's but y'all like, just be happy together. You just be happy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not, <laughs> I'm not going to blame him. He's not going to blame me. And we're, we're going to... But you're reasonable people. If it's a situation where, if we, uh, we've been, you know, those, you know, paycheck to paycheck situations where... You need to discuss every amount of money because, like, you don't want to like over. People don't do that. They don't discuss every amount of money. They're just like, we don't have money. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like that's wild to me. Like, I don't know. Ugh, talk about your finances, people. And the more you talk about it, like, the easier. I know that in the beginning it can be like stressful. And John and I would be, we wouldn't be mad at each other, but in our early days, we would just be stressed to talk about money. We'd be like, it would just feel like awkward and like. It's just like a bad time. Like we gotta have a conversation about what we don't have. So how can we make it work? Yeah, our parents never talked to us about money, and we didn't really ever see them speaking positively about money. I mean. So, I mean, we both had single moms, but it's like, they didn't talk to us about it. When they would talk about money, it was like a negative thing. So we were like, you know, our first conversations, I wouldn't say they were bad. I would just say like, neither one of us knew what to do. And we both felt like scared. Like, oh, we're talking about money. Like money is scary. Even though it's funny because at the time that we had those early conversations, we were actually doing like fantastic financially because that was when John owned his um, first house and his his first mortgage was $800. So (laughs) financially things were wonderful. Um, but yeah, it's like, we learned to talk about money then. And then in times where things have been lean, we just, we, we over communicate everything we're buying and whatever, every financial decision, everything that's going on. And that's made it so that now, like we, you know, with real estate, you have a deal that is going through and, and you're counting on that deal. And that deal will be several months of all of your, your bills. And we don't get stressed about, Oh, it's, you know, this is an extension or this is happening or whatever, because it's like, we can just talk about money. We know what's going on financially. We're not stressed about it. So yeah, I would say like, that's, it seems like that is why most people break up again. It's have a conversation about it. Like, and also have these conversations before you get married, before you get together. Well, most people don't need to share, but this is another thing. Most people shouldn't share bank accounts. And I think because of the way they spend money, They shouldn't, but they choose, like, they feel like they have to because that's traditionally what is done. Or maybe they think, well, we file taxes, we file joint. And, like, people just find it, again, parents don't talk about it. Especially when you're raised by a single parent, they don't know about sharing bank accounts because they've only had one. Um, And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of, you know, that's over, again, Uh that's over half the people that have single parents. So, you, um, yeah, most people should not share bank accounts. That's another, like, good tidbit (laughs) just in life in general. 
not that it's for, I mean, there's some people who do amazing and like have a good plan or they have like one shared, one theirs, one ours, whatever it is, you know, separate. And then the one shared, or there are a lot of people who just have that one shared, but I will say I've found that people who struggle a lot in those conversations or they're like the nitpicky things like you bought this kind of milk instead of blah, 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 like that type of thing yeah, they shouldn't yeah. share banking don't do it yeah. it's not I would say like john and i share all of our bank accounts but what i would suggest to other people would be especially like if someone was like my age going into a relationship yeah no like okay have an account that is for the home where yeah. you put a set amount in every month and you know that that you're each going to be responsible for putting in that set amount of whatever your bills is. And then everything else is like on you. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm like, if I'm to me, like, and it, marriage is different to everybody as well. So like who your partner is to you or what your marriage means or what, you know, what that partnership means to you is different for everybody. But for me, it is um, family building, legacy building, etc. So for me, I'm going to need you, you're, you're spending to align with, how I would spend because we are building together. And that is not the solution for everyone. You know what I mean? Not everybody needs to feel that same way, but just for me, that's what I like. That's how I am where it's like, no, we're going to talk about these like decisions because we're trying to build a certain something together. Now, if people came in and especially if two people come in and they both have money, right? Like I have a good friend who, you know, she has a lot of money. The person that she's with has a lot of money neither one of them, they're not building together. They've already been built. You know what I'm saying? Like they've got family money, like they're good to go. They definitely can come into a situation and really not even need to have that joint account, like for the house at all. They can just be like, you pay this, I'll pay that, you know, and everything. So it's, everyone's coming in with such different situations, but it's like, talk about money and decide how you're going to line it up. The way I look at it is like, if you had a roommate, right, you guys would have some sort of agreement, right? So it would be like, oh, I, you know, this roommate pays for this, this roommate pays for that, such and such, blah, blah, blah. Have a conversation like that. Like people, when there's romance involved, I think people get so... Yeah, they think, well, they think it's like too political or too jarring or like that's not yeah. real love. And I'm like, that is real love. Real love is loving somebody, respecting each other enough to have right. honest conversations about... Money. I'm like, you know, if you have a roommate, you typically can sit down and decide who's going to pay for what. You wouldn't be offended by your roommate having that conversation with you. So therefore, if your partner or your boyfriend, girlfriend, person you're living with, whatever, if they're doing that, it should be the same thing. Like, because the bill's got to be paid. So just because y'all make out doesn't mean that you should never talk about it. I don't know. I miss. Well, again, you have good perspective because our next point is patience and positivity. And let me tell you, that's also, a, a, I think, a, a big thing person and honestly it should just be in personality <laughs> it's like an overall personality patience and positivity should be key indicators of having something or somebody not having patience because I, I don't think everybody needs to be a hundred percent positive all the time like i'm okay with being kind of even in a relationship with a, a pessimist <laughs> like that's fine with me as long as you can be patient and we can figure out like the best case scenario for things happening but when okay, we say that, po- yeah, that's what I mean by positivity. When is we just, say positive, we don't mean a person who yeah. like you something good like, happens to you and they're negative about it. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like with work, you know, if David is working on something, he's running into an issue, you know, you, you know, whether it's just positivity or just problem solving, you know what I mean? It's like 
you can come in and be like, even if he's not even looking for help, but he's just looking for encouragement, you can be like, yeah, you're going to be able to figure that out. Like, here's a suggestion if you need it, or like, here's some, you know, whatever that is, rather than being like, well, it's because you suck, which is apparently what some people- Girl, that is something that a lot of people say, honestly. Yeah. I've learned um, watching couples therapy, I, 100%, for this conversation, if you want to watch couples therapy on Showtime, 100% recommend because it definitely shows you the insights to how other people communicate or gives you information about how maybe you communicate because you may identify with some of those couples. And the couple therapist is the best. I honestly think she's amazing and I want her to be everyone's couples therapist. Um, but yeah, it's true. It's like, that's the way people don't, first of all, you shouldn't be with someone who's negging you like that. Like you guys, you gotta get people in your life who are positive to you, who are nice to you. That's the bare minimum. The people are in so many relationships where people are nice to them. Don't do that. Right. It's why are you being with somebody who doesn't respect you? Like, I don't, that, that's yeah. not, no. I mean, like, I'm sure, I mean, again, I'm not saying this person needs to be the most romantic person in the world. They don't need to do da, 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 whatever. Like, I'm not saying, I'm saying be nice. Like, my bar is in hell right now. I'm saying yeah. be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Like, would it at least treat you as nice as, like, hopefully the rest of your friends would treat you? you know? Some people don't have good friends, though. That's true. But I'm like, yeah, your friends should be nice to you. Your your person should be nice but to you. But also just patience and, and, entrepre- and understanding that entrepreneurship yeah, it looks different. And yeah. again, it has those seasons. It's ebbing and flowing. Sometimes you are living in the land of milk and honey. Sometimes all you got is flies when you open your wallets. You yeah. know what I mean? And they gotta, they gotta be patient with uh, the holiday season, baby, because that is some rough times, especially if it's your first holiday season, it is going to be intense. Let me tell you, last holiday season, everywhere you would go into this home, there was a candle because I did not have enough storage in the office. So there was candles everywhere. It was candle city. There was candles literally everywhere. I did not have a good storage plan. I did not have enough space in that room. And I did not have the shelving that I should have had. And I got more orders than I thought that I was going to get. And John was very patient with not having a kitchen anymore because our entire giant island was all just like literally there was probably a thousand candles just on the island. So, you know, this man, just the whole house smelled really good, but I mean intense um, (laughs) because so many candles. And he was super patient understanding about that until I was able to get all of the orders out. You know what I mean? So just somebody who has a little bit of grace is going to have some patience with you. Know that, you know, there's going to be times where, okay, if it's a Black Friday sale or what, you know, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, whatever situation that you're going through, it's not necessarily all the time. And they have the patience to kind of see you through that. And then they have that positive, you know, positivity for you as far as like, Because, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, there's going to be a time where you say, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. You're like, I feel like almost every entrepreneur is going to ask those questions. It might not be all the time, but in the beginning, you're probably going to ask them at least once. And, you know, it's good to have a partner that is going to be like, you've got this. I believe in you. And it's totally okay if you decide you don't have this and you don't want to do it. That is a valid choice. We've said that before. Um, but you, your partner should be the one that is supporting you again, not blind. Like if you're like, I want to be Ariana Grande and you sing like, you know, you, you, you're tone deaf, then like, obviously that's, you know, you want someone who can gently tell you like, no, you're not going to be those. 
But, you know, if you're good at what you do and you have a good business plan and things are going well, like then that person should be generally like, you know, positive and supporting of you in the same way that they would if you had a quote unquote regular job. Because there's a lot of people that uh, demonize entrepreneurship or act like it's not as serious. It's not as important, you know, and don't take it seriously. And you know, if you're like, there are people that literally could do the same thing for themselves or do it for another company and their partner would respect them more if they did it for the company and less if they did it for themselves. And that's the exact type of person that we're talking about here that you need to avoid is a partner like that because your business is not going to thrive if the person that you're with is like almost wishing for you to fail, which it seems like from these groups that we've looked at, there are people like that. So yeah, that's, that's not somebody you should have in your life, period. It's the, the streets are struggling. Um, and then the last quality that someone should have is just being helpful. And that helpful is such a, a kind of a broad term that means different. Like your help looks different in different seasons and to different people, whether that's having a partner who does the chores or having someone who hire or does like books the trips or having someone who picks up after the kids or does the field trips or whatever that looks like. Um, in, in any situation, especially like a type of relationship where you're living with someone, you should be with someone who is willing to help you. Like that is kind of the, again, it sounds like it's the bare minimum, but there are many people who are in situations where someone won't do the simple things of like just helping, like open the door when I'm walking in with a handful of packages, you know, that type of thing. Or uh-huh. I may have left something out. A good thing to do as a, as a partner is to not complaining about it and whine about it like just pick it up yeah put it up get rid of you know what I mean like that should be part of the thing it's like yeah you have to find that balance and what that looks like and have those conversations about what that looks like and again if you can't have those conversations together I am always team hire a neutral third party to come in and talk to you about your situation because they are able to communicate effectively what it is that you're trying to get across and vice versa without there being passion and anger and blah 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 maybe history involved but that's also another thing, depending on where you are in your relationships and switching over to entrepreneurship could be a, a red button, a red flag because of something that may have happened previously. So we, again, we're just two packets. We don't know all that. But what we're trying to say is finding these easy things that a person should want to do to try to help someone that they care about, regardless of what happened in the past, is not difficult. And being a helpful human being is kind of, again, like I say, the bare minimum of what someone can do like if I just need help with maybe spell check editing grammar like John was doing that for you for you know vice versa like everybody in your life is a copy editor that type of thing okay me me my brother Ben and John we have like a thing where anything that's super important that we're sending out we send to the other two period all, all the time and typically it's always perfect but we all I think all three of us also just enjoy like getting that text back that was like, there are no errors. And we're like, I know (laughs) something that I thought of though. That's like such a great example of like being an entrepreneur who's married to an entrepreneur supporting that entrepreneur is like, we started the podcast, like your little one was too small to be really in the house really because she, you know, is not going to understand like, hi, we're recording. So don't make noise. Like she's a baby. Um, and so David would make sure that he would always take her out during that time. And it's like, he took time out of his work day, you know, to make sure that we were able to record and not just like, oh, I'm watching her in the other room, but like literally taking her out of the house. And he did that for so long until she was like old enough to like be in there. What she's doing right now. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's just like, that's, 
you know, it really like when you think about it, it's like, again, like, yes, it sounds like it's not necessarily a huge deal, but it kind of is because again, that literally interrupted his Wednesday every single week. Um, so it's like things like that, that like your, your partner does for you to support you that, you know, are helpful things that, you know, that, that probably aren't the hardest thing for them to do, but still like, you know, make a huge, I mean, we would have not been able to do the podcast if it wasn't for him doing that. Like this podcast does not exist and we're here six years later. Um, so it's like finding stuff like that, that, you know, when you're, when your partner is supporting you in that way, you know, okay, this is, this is the sort of thing that's going to work again for the last, like, we're going on day two now of, it seems like it's so much longer because of how much I look at screens. So it feels like it's like been a week, but it's only the second day, but John has done everything screen related for me today. And he's going into systems that, I mean, he was in our schedule and he's never seen that before. He was like, what? Like, and I'm like, read me these columns. Like, and he's like reading off guests. I'm like, no, 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 go to the left. And you know, he's um, sending texts to people and, sending video that you know and I'm having to like walk him through everything and not being able to look at a screen he's doing all that and he's not complaining about or upset he's like gung-ho to do it because he's being helpful and you know when he needs something I will be being there I mean you've already been helpful you've you've already got the video you got everything already set up for him to do that because it's part of his job you know that's his career now originally it was more like okay I'm helping him with his job but now like it's I'm a dual just, job like you yeah, guys are both yeah, doing that. I'm like oh we might just be doing this job together and I still have other jobs on the side but this job makes a lot of money and I like that so <laughs> I'm like I might be doing this job with you plus I do enjoy like, I love working with the buyers because you know I'm just I like people um so it's been a long time since because I you know wasn't doing as much wedding photography um during obviously COVID and all that um, so I, I haven't been doing it since then, actually. Um, and so I did miss people. Like, even though I'm always like, yeah, I want to do stuff that I'm not working with people. I want to be at home. But I say that, but that's not actually true. Like, I do like being out and about with people. So it's been nice to, like, be in a, a front-facing position again where I can, like, see people and see their faces light up when you find that right house and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I really do like it. Um, so, you know, it, I was thinking of it as helping him before now. I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess these things are my, my job and <laughs> the things that I'm just responsible for. But yeah, I think all day we, we kind of think of everything we do is kind of like, oh, like helping each other and, you know, just working together and having a good time. But yeah, I think it's, it does require communication. And, you know, one thing for me is I really don't like, um, I really like to keep a positive work environment and I don't like to freak out over little things. That's like, I'm just like, let, like, let it be what it is. We don't need to freak out about it. Like, like to me, I'm like, things haven't hit the fan until they hit the fan. Once they hit the fan, then we can freak out until then. No. And so that's something for me that I'm always like talking to John about, like, cause he will freak out over a little. Well, thing. he's a new entrepreneur. Yeah, that's exactly. totally, that's just comes with age. I think yeah. the older you get in entrepreneurship, the less any, cause they're yeah. a, like we talked about last time, there's no true emergencies, yeah. no true emergencies. Exactly. None. <laughs> in that mode, you know, he's, he's, he's not, you know, he's months in. So he's in that mode where everything is emergency. Whereas I'm like, put the phone down like you're like the comic could come tomorrow and it's fine we'll still have the house listed (laughs) like put the phone down we're gonna finish this episode of miss marvel and eat this food and then you can pick it up in 30 minutes and do what you wanted to do because the the issue will still be there it is not going to change you know 
uh, 30 minutes from now. So, you know, just kind of teaching him that work culture part. But we also talk about right why he feels that way and what we also talk about what do you want your work culture to be like and and we're like we're building that work culture together as we work together um and even if your your person your partner's not working with you if you work from home and if you work you know kind of all the time in a sense like a lot of entrepreneurs do at some point they're probably going to be a part of your work culture this isn't the first time john and i worked together he's you know assisted me at weddings where he's had to carry six foot roses from the ceremony to the reception while I'm off doing other things. And I have to, you know, trust that he was going to like be nice to guests if he'd run into them or answer questions if they, you know, things like that. So he knew the work culture that I set in my business before, and now we're building one together. So just having those conversations, keeping the communication open and like when he does have concerns, letting, yeah, letting him talk it out and just being like, we can talk it out. We don't need to freak out, you know? Um, so finding those ways that you can help your, your person, if you're both entrepreneurs, um, or just realizing that if you were the entrepreneur and they're not, that they should, yeah, they should help you. Like, I'm sure you help them with things as well. So they should be helpful. They should be positive. They should be patient. You know, they should be okay with your schedule to an extent. You know, you guys should be talking about work-life balance. And above all else, you should be talking about your finances. Because that's why all the people are getting divorced, apparently. Oh, my goodness. For sure. Well, as always, again, like we talked about, reach out to us on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast, on Twitter, Heart Hustle Pod. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We love to see your reviews. They're so nice, and we really appreciate that you guys have stuck in, stuck in, stuck in with us. We are recording at 7.26 p.m. (laughs) Eyes twitching. twitching. I've been looking at screens for uh, 13 plus plus hours. My computer is literally turned away. John set up. The reason we're recording late is because John and I had showings and stuff today. So Angelica was understanding and again, helpful because she is one of my partners. She's not my romantic partner, but she's one of my partners. And he had to set it. They had to communicate to schedule this. I wasn't really a part of it. <laughs> look at screens. And then he had to set up. He has never entered. Uh, he's never done anything with podcasts before, but he had to log me on here and then turn the computer away from me so that I could record today. So cheers to both of them for helping me as I'm not at 100% at the moment. As we love to, we love to help. So if you guys have any questions, if you have any thoughts, get in touch. Use the hashtag boss so hard and we will definitely see you next week. Bye. Bye.